So every time we pray the Our Father prayer, which we pray often in Mass, outside of Mass, we all say the words, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? We're constantly asking God whether we really know what we're asking God. Or, uh, if, if we really realize what we're asking God, is we're asking for God's will to be done in our lives. Here at Mass, we say those words, and even often when we're just doing our regular prayers. And so when we pray this prayer, not only are we asking for God's will to be done in our lives, but when we think of God's will, we're constantly just thinking of the big things. God, what is your big will for my life? You know, we think, okay, God, is it your will for me to discern a religious vocation? You know, should I become, you know, should I enter into the seminary? Should I, uh, you know, discern a vocation to become a nun? Or God, is it your will for me to marry this person? Or God, is it your will for me to enter into this business? Or God, is it your will for me to enter into medical school? And we're constantly asking God for these big things. God, is it your will that I should buy this house? Right? We're constantly looking for God's will. And myself included, we often are waiting for the big things for God to reveal to us. The really, really big things. But we'll never really know what God's will is in the big things, right? If we're not aware of, his, of, of, of the small day-to-day things. So we want to know, God, what is your will in the big things? But he's showing us on a daily basis, hour by hour, minute by minute, what his will is. And until we respond in the daily things throughout our day, the yes that Mary gave, then he can't really reveal the big things to us. There's no way that all of a sudden, after 13 years, that the angel just appeared to Mary and said, here's this big thing. If she wasn't saying yes to God for those 13 years in the little things, day to day. Right again, we want God to reveal these big things to us. God, is this your will? Is that your will? This person, that person. And God's like, let's focus on the day to day stuff. I want to work with you there. Right, we hear in today's gospel, Mary gave her yes to a very big decision, right? Let it be done to me according to your will, according to your word. And so we hear that from Mary. And often we aren't that interested in saying yes to God in the day-to-day things in our lives, which is why we'll never be able to say yes to God for the big things that he's calling us for. And why? Why is it that we're really not that interested? And the response is because we're comfortable. Right? We live a life of comfort. We may say, well, Father, you don't know my circumstances. You don't know my situation. I'm not very comfortable. As Americans, as Chaldeans, we do live a pretty comfortable life. It doesn't have to be with riches and finances, but as humans, we want comfort. It's what we desire. There's nobody here who says, I want an uncomfortable life. It's not what we ask for. Right? And the problem with comfort, the reason we're not that interested is because of comfort. The problem with comfort and being comfortable is that it's self-absorbed. I'm focusing about myself. Mary wasn't thinking about herself when she said yes to God and the big thing. Which again, she was only able to say that in the little things throughout her day. She wasn't thinking about, well, I don't want to do this. I'm going to be ostracized from the Jewish community. They can stone me to death. I'm not interested. But she was so used to saying yes to God and the small things that when God gave her this impossible thing to do, she said, absolutely, let it be done according to your word with no, with, with, with no objection. I mean, if any one of us would have received this invitation, I mean, I know if I would have been asked something big, I would have asked God like, hey, can I think about it? I would have told the angel, can I think about it? Can I get back to you tomorrow? Let me sleep on it. Let me have a good, you know, let me eat something. Instantly, she says yes. 
So she wasn't thinking about herself. She wasn't willing to live that life of comfort. She was thinking about us and our salvation 2,000 years later. Jesus wasn't thinking about himself when he said yes to the Father's will, which is to be nailed to the cross. Again, he was, and that's not comfortable. He was thinking about us and our salvation. With a resounding yes, he said, I want to do this for them. Today, I just want to discuss quickly three ways to say yes to God in our, thir- in our, days, in our day-to-day lives so that we'll be prepared to say yes to God with the impossible, the humanly impossible thing that he calls us to. Some of us are doing these things. Some of us are not. Right? How do we know? God, what is your will? Where can I give you my yes on a day-to-day basis? First thing is the commandments. God gives us ten commandments. When we say yes to saying, to following those commandments on a daily basis, we're giving multiple opportunities throughout our day, and when we say yes to God and notice sin, we're doing his will. And the more we do that, he says, you are ready for the humanly impossible. The comfortable manipulate the commandments to fit our lifestyles. Right? Yeah, 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 I understand, Father, that commandment falls under the sixth commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery, you know, so on and so forth, but, I, you know, I'm going to get married soon to this person. We start to manipulate. We want God's commandments to not be the commandments, and we want them to, live, to, 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 to manipulate them so they fit in my lifestyle. And when we do that, we're saying no to God because we're self-absorbed. We're comfortable. I don't want to be challenged. And God's like, I want to do crazy, impossible, amazing things through you. And we say, no, thank you. I'm not that interested. We ask these million-dollar prayers, and God, what is your will? And God's like, how about, again, we can just do the day-to-day stuff first? You're not ready for what I want to bring you, what you're asking for. Yes, I am. No, you're not. So we know, first, by following the commandments, we're doing God's will. We're giving our yes like Mary on a daily basis. Second way is when we listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit throughout our day. The Holy Spirit's just nudging us, just inviting us not to do crazy big things. It's the daily things in our lives where we can give our yes. When the Holy Spirit says, help your spouse. Or reach out to this friend. Or apologize to someone for a wrong they've committed. Or accept somebody's help. And there's these constant invitations we're getting on a day-to-day basis, and we just kind of ignore them. And again, if we're saying no to those small promptings, they can never grow and become big to the things that God wants. So first way we're saying yes to God on a daily basis, uh, to giving our yes to God on a daily basis is when we follow the commandments. Second is when we just listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. The third way is the most difficult way for me, at least. And the most, I would say, the most powerful way for us to say yes to God in our day-to-day lives, which is what? Is accepting whatever happens on a day-to-day basis, good or bad, from the hand of God. Some of us are racking our mind, our brain, trying to figure out why. Why? Why has this happened? Why has this happened? Why has this person done this? Why, 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 why? Yes, we've been mistreated. We've been abused. We've been taken advantage of. 
We've been persecuted, we've been nailed to a cross, some of us, not physically, but emotionally and psychologically. And rather than the why, we could just say yes. You might be thinking like, Father, you, you sound ridiculous right now. You really want me to say yes to being persecuted, to being slapped, to being beaten, to being fill in the blank. And I'm saying yes. Why? Because rather than trying to figure out why this happened, and if I see it from the hand of God, I receive peace. I don't have to rack my brain in unforgiveness and anxiety and fear and resentment and bitterness and hatred, revenge, retaliation, trying to figure out why. Now, God is not heavy-handed coming down and, and punishing us with every single bad thing that happens. But brothers and sisters, as we all know, whether we're atheists or we're Catholics, we will suffer. The good news is our God, whom we claim is Jesus Christ, knows what it's like to suffer, to be beaten, to be disrespected, to be insulted. And what did he say to the Father? Yes. Not why. Not how dare you. Not why are you punishing me. He gave his yes. He gave his yes. St. John of Avila said, One blessed be God in times of difficulty is worth more than a thousand. Blessed be God when our day is going good. It's easy to say, Blessed be God, blessed be God, blessed be God when things are going good. But one, blessed be God when that annoying, inconvenient, Suffering enters into my life, big or small, day-to-day -day stuff, and I say, blessed be God. That's me giving my yes to God. And what's, at what expense? Why, to make God happy? No, we receive peace. We receive serenity. We receive healing. It doesn't build up, build up, build up, day after day, month after month, years after years, and we're wondering why I'm a, just a wreck. I'm just a wreck. Again, although God doesn't will sin or evil that is done to us, the sin or evil done to us can still be good and meritorious when we receive it as coming from God's hand. Rather than, why did this evil happen? Or why did this person sin against me? The why destroys us. The yes saves us. That's hard. That's extremely difficult. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, the same way Mary was able to see it, say yes, she said, but how? By the power of the Holy Spirit, and we all have the Holy Spirit, we're able to say yes to God and see things on a day-to-day -day basis. And he finally says, you're ready. You're a saint in the making. But what do we do? Again, we feel God is punishing us. God did this to us. God wanted this for us. And it doesn't work. I just want to drive this last point home, and I'll end with this story. A holy priest by the name of Father, not Perrin, a holy priest by the name of Father John Toller, who lived in the 1300s, we have his writings. And in his writings, he talks about this experience. One of his experiences with someone who received, he came in contact with somebody who received everything in his daily life as coming from the hands of God, good or bad. I thought it was so very beautiful as I listened to, I was, I was reading his, uh, his writing and, and uh, he said this. He writes, Father Teller, he writes this 
700 and some years ago. For years I had prayed God to send me someone who would teach me the real spiritual life and how to grow in holiness. One day at prayer I heard a voice saying, I, I heard a, one day at prayer I heard a voice saying, um, go to such and such a church and you will have the answer to your prayers. He went and at the door of the church he found a beggar barefooted and in rags. He writes, I greeted the beggar saying, good day my friend. The beggar responded, thank you sir for your kind wishes, but I do not recall ever having a bad day. I replied, then God has certainly given you a very happy life. The beggar responded, that is very true, sir. I have never been unhappy. This is the reason. When I have nothing to eat, I give thanks to God. When it rains or snows, I bless God's providence. When someone insults me, drives me away, or otherwise mistreats me, I give glory to God. I said, I've never had an unhappy day, and that is the truth because I am accustomed to will unreservedly what God wills. Whatever happens to me, sweet or bitter, I gladly receive it from his hands. And what is best for me and that which will help me to get into heaven, hence my unwavering happiness. I then asked him a question to the beggar, who are you anyway? He responded, I'm a king. And where is your kingdom, I asked him. The beggar replied, I am a king in the silence of my soul. I practice silence towards men while I cultivate the habit of speaking with God in good and bad times. Conversing with God is the way I found and maintain my peace and of soul. If he can do it, we can do it. If a beggar sitting on the side of the road with nothing, being spit on, nothing to eat, no house to live in, can live in the providence of God and see everything coming from his hand, and still be happy and joyful and at peace, then God wants the same exact thing for all of us, myself included. Because when we give our yes to God in the daily things, then we can start seeing really what he's doing. And many of us are waiting for God to reveal his will in the big things, but God could really be waiting on us to say yes to him in the small things on a day-to-day -day basis. So brothers and sisters, we just sit here for a minute and remember, as St. John said of Avila, one blessed be God in times of difficulty is worth more than a thousand blessed be God when times are going good. Amen?